Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Travis Ryer of the BamaOnline.com staff following the media viewing periods at Wednesday's practice at the University of Alabama. The Crimson Tide out there in full pads in advance of Saturday's SEC Western Division matchup. With the Aggies of Texas A&M, I know you're going to want to talk injuries. I know you're going to want to talk potential approaches from this Alabama team, both on the offensive side of the ball, um, the defensive side of the ball, maybe even some kicking game uh, that we'll get into today here on Instant Analysis, which, by the way, as I've told you before, uploads on the Built by Bama online podcast. So if you ever miss one of these or you want to go back and listen to it in its entirety, uh, you can do that, uh, again, at the Built by Bama online podcast, home, which many of you, regardless of where you consume your podcast, uh, you can find it just about any of those places. And we'd always appreciate a review if you could do that for us as well. Again, Alabama out there in full pads. Kind of a warm afternoon. Uh, We had a little taste of fall here the last couple of days, kind of a tease of fall. Uh, Back to more of the 90-ish type of feel out there today, but not entirely uncomfortable. And one of the first things you you notice out there today is, you know, you're looking at the offensive line because Chris Owens, uh, the last couple of days, we just haven't really seen him doing much at all. Uh, the redshirt junior center, that was the case once again today. Chris Owens pretty much in an observer's role out there. And with that, we did see a full five for the first time this week. And as you would have expected, it was Landon Dickerson at center, Deontay Brown at right guard. At left guard, you had true freshman Evan Neal, your tackles, Alex Leatherwood and Jedrick Wills. Now, on Wednesdays, when we see the offensive line, uh, we also typically see a couple tight ends. It's kind of an inside drill where they really emphasize the run game and sort of choreograph and orchestrate, you know, how things hopefully are going to work against the front they're going to see in a particular week, which this week with A&M, it's more of a 4-3 defense under Mike Elko, the defensive coordinator there for the Aggies. So more of a four-man front uh, this week. And, uh, you know, the tight ends that we continue to see, Miller Forrestall, obviously, kind of at the top of that list. Um, We do see Kendall Randolph, though. A good bit as that next tight end. At least that was the case today. Major Tennyson looked to be watching more than participating. Uh, He's sort of been in that mode, it seems like, even back in the bye week. So we'll see what his availability is like come Saturday afternoon at Kyle Field. So Kendall Randolph, Miller Forrestall, saw some Cameron Latou in there today as well. That was the look you had up front on that offensive line. You still have some options. Uh, You always have to be ready in case of an injury. Potentially a guy like Darian Dahlcourt comes into play at center if needed. Uh, Matt Womack, the luxury you have there is that at either tackle or guard, you've got a really solid uh, depth option uh, with the veteran, the the senior, and Matt Womack. Neil Echior is an interior option. So still in a pretty good place, even if you can't uh, have Owens on Saturday. And usually Wednesdays are a pretty, pretty, pretty good telltale sign 
not a pretty pretty, but a pretty good telltale sign of what you might see on Saturday. And based on what we saw today, yeah, Dickerson at center, Neal at left guard, Deontay Brown at right guard would probably make the most sense. Still a couple days to go, though. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. Defensively, a lot of dime work for Alabama out there today in terms of the inside linebackers and the secondary. Um, so much dime now in today's game because of the passing game. But I think for the most part, while the game's competitive Saturday, what makes this interesting is that with Jimbo Fisher uh, and Daryl Dickey and that offensive staff at Texas A&M, they'll keep you sort of guessing in terms of your packages. And with that, tempo becomes an issue because with Jimbo, you know, he can go with two backs and a tight end. He can go with one back and four wide receivers. Uh, he can go empty with that one, or without a back at all and five wides. But mostly what you're going to get from a Jimbo Fisher coached offense is, is three wide receiver sets, kind of like Alabama, three wide receiver sets um, and some 11 personnel or maybe – some 21, which is a back or two backs uh, without a tight end or with a tight end. Um, uh, one back with a tight end, two backs with a tight end, uh, three wide receiver sets. That's usually what you're going to get from Jimbo. Jimbo, one of the last few coaches out there that will still employ a fullback in his offensive system. So you have to be ready across the board. You know, Some of these teams that throw it around, and that's pretty much all they do, uh, in terms of your personnel groupings for that particular week, not all that difficult to figure out. I mean, team is a four-wide receiver team. Uh, you're going to be in dime all day. Team is a three-wide receiver team offense. You're going to be in nickel with five defensive backs. Team is two backs and a tight end or uh, a back and two tight ends. You're going to be in your base personnel. But this week, when you talk about Shane Lee and you talk about Christian Harris, uh, they're on alert for base work, nickel work, and then Shane Lee as the every down inside linebacker. Uh, as far as what we saw today in those packages or in that package, nothing really different than what we've seen the last three weeks. Shaheem Carter still in there at the start position. Patrick Sertan, Trayvon Diggs at your corners. Shane Lee at the Mac linebacker in the dime. Xavier McKinney at the money position, uh, that, that box safety uh, in the dime. Uh, and then you've got Jordan Battle at safety, Jared Maiden back there at safety as well. As far as the twos go, Josh Job's dealing with a little bit of a, it's like a hand issue, pretty good hand issue, but he was out there with the twos, that left hand, looked like the thumb perhaps. Uh, may have had a little bit of a procedure performed there as well, but um, you know he was out there with the twos, and the twos kind of taking on the same look that they have uh, in recent weeks as well. Jordan Battle staying out there at safety with uh, Daniel Wright, DeMarco Hellams working at the money position. Now, at the MAC, that inside linebacker spot, you had Markel Benton, who's had a little bit of a hamstring issue, being shadowed by Jalen Moody. So you had a couple guys there. Um, we didn't see Jalen Armour Davis doing much with the twos and the dime today. Instead, it was just Scooby Carter out there, left corner by himself. Uh, and then at the other corner, you did have Josh Show to go along with Marcus Banks. So that's kind of the rundown. Um, yesterday, you know, we saw a pretty good bit of the outside linebackers and the defensive line working together in some pass rush looks, really an emphasis on trying to maintain integrity with the pass rush when it comes to dealing with Kellen Mond this week because we know uh, he can make some plays with his legs. And you know the quarterback runs are going to be a part of the game plan for Texas A&M this week 
as well because A&M with the backs right now really struggling to generate much. Uh, and even with Mond uh, helping out against Arkansas, I think A&M's top two backs and Mond combined for 30 carries against Arkansas two weeks ago for 71 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. So not even two and a half per carry. Uh, A&M really struggling trying to figure some things out. On the ground, um, we did see some punters today out there, by the way. I know you want to ask about the punters. Uh, we didn't see Will Reichert punt, I will tell you that. But we saw everybody else, everybody else out there that punts uh, in the individual periods, the media viewing periods, we did see them punt. We saw Skylar DeLong punt. We saw Mike Bernier punt. We saw Jack Martin, I believe it is, a walk-on from Mobile punt. We saw Ty, Ty P. Ryan, the walk-on from uh, – Prattville punt, so a lot of guys punting, except for Will Riker, who's coming off that hip flexor issue. Uh, as far as the defensive line goes, uh, you've seen Charlie Potter's practice reports throughout the week. We talked about it a little bit on Monday, but Byron Young, a true freshman, it looks like he's still repping with that first group to go on with DJ Dale and Raquan Davis. Uh, we're still seeing Justin Aboibe. Uh He's working with that second group. You know, Aboibe had that foot issue in the preseason. So you wonder about how much of this is maybe related to that, or is it just Byron Young's making a move? Could be a combination of things. Byron Young has played a lot of football of late, played a lot of snaps against Ole Miss. And so I think regardless of who starts in this game on Saturday, you're going to see a both, uh, a good bit of both those true freshmen um, to go along with DJ Jail looked like he's moving around pretty good today. So I thought that was a pretty good sign. As well, you got any questions for me here uh, on a Wednesday? I know a lot of you are probably watching our Braves. Do we have a Braves update at this point? I know it's uh, just getting underway over there at SunTrust Park, Game 5 of the NLDS. CV uh, is wondering if Alabama might hang 90 on Texas A&M this week. He says the A&M defense is terrible. Not terrible, they're terrible. 90, CV? That's a lot of points, man. I wouldn't put anything past this offense. I think this offense against some teams can score as much as it wants to. Um, but I think if Alabama gets to the 50s or 60s and has a pretty good lead, uh, I think Nick Saban is going to prefer to take the air out of the ball a little bit. So I'm going to go against uh, 9-0 Cardinals. What? That's That can't be right. That cannot be right. Fulte, Fulte cannot be down 9-0 in the first inning. Yeah, it must be right. You guys are killing me. So 9-0 Cardinals as in 90 points. That's CV talking about for uh, 10-0 now. Gosh. Wow. Ooh, there you go. Wow. Thanks, guys and gals. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk about taking some air out of the football. Jeez, Braves. What's up, Alan? I'm good on this end. Today is my 24th wedding anniversary. I don't know how my wife has hung around for 24 years, but uh, yeah, Max Reed already in there. Maybe Max Reed should. Well, look, Fulte was great in game two. Um, 24th wedding anniversary today. 
So, uh, I don't know. I got the wife a couple dozen roses. She deserves, you know, probably a three-pound gold medal instead. But that's uh, that's what we've got. You know, it's a good question in terms of the pass rush and who's going to go along with Terrell Lewis, Anthony Jennings. You know, both those guys look like they're moving around well this week. Um, you know, Christopher Allen, he's that next outside linebacker up. So you would love to get something out of him. You know, not having Dylan Moses hurts you a couple different ways. Hurts you right there in the middle of that defense. And also a guy that in some of these pass rush situations could have helped you out. A Yabi Anoma, as we know, uh, moving on. I was talking about this on my radio show today, which you can hear weekdays at 11 a.m. at Tide109.com. We talk so much about grad transfers and how much they impact teams. But, man, Jonathan Greener, the uh, edge rusher for Florida that transferred in from uh, Louisville, uh, much as we talk about quarterbacks, I don't know if any one player in college football, Landon Dickerson's made a big impact here at Alabama, as we know. But, uh, yeah, if you could add one more dynamic edge pass rusher to this defense, I think you would be in business. What else do we have today other than our Braves just laying a big egg yeah, you know, the run game, thank you, Lee, I appreciate that. Um, the run game, I've said it many times before, I think if you're in that RTDB crowd, you know, you're probably going to be a little disappointed this year. Uh, it's going to be, again, more about efficiency. Check yards per carry for Najee Harris and Brian Robinson. You know, when you look at the interior of this offensive line now, assuming Chris Owens is out, I think there's – an undercurrent belief that with Dickerson, Brown, and Neal in there together, this could actually be Alabama's most talented trio that it could put on the field. Uh, perhaps it's most effective. Now, the thing I go back to is the comfort level of Landon Dickerson at center. If Landon Dickerson's comfortable at center and he's able to take care of everything that goes along with that, including snapping the football, uh, consistently well in a shotgun-based offense for the most part. That may that may very well be the case, um, but but I'll, I need to see that a little bit more first. Question about the possibility of Dylan Moses returning for another year. You know, there's two sides to that deal. Um, I think 10 years ago, you would have seen a guy in a situation like Dylan's. It would have been a slam dunk. He comes back, um, but with you know the way they're able to rehab and uh, correct issues like an ACL pretty quickly and for the long term. It, it comes down to tape at that point. And I'm not talking about the kind you put on your ankles or wrists or anything like that. I'm talking about document documented performance uh, for Dylan. Did he put enough on tape last year to constitute a move even with the injury to the National Football League? That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, Chris, we talked about Byron Young a little bit a minute ago. It, it looks like on Wednesday now, in individual drills today, it looked like he was having an issue, minor issue tended to, but he jumped right back into drills. Uh, but it, it looks like this week, during the practice week anyway, that uh, you could see number 47 out there with the first team defense on Saturday. Question about LeBron Ray coming back for the LSU game. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, anytime there's a re-injury, 
you know, you, you kind of worry about that. You know, if it's a first-time injury, sometimes you know you can bounce back from that pretty quickly. But if you re-injure a situation, you know, the wide receiver at LSU looks like he's already bouncing back. He broke, fractured his foot, and it depends on the kind of fracture. Liz Frank, all these different fractures you got now. You know, is it just a screw going in? Is it multiple uh, things that you're repairing? Uh, I don't, I don't know the answer to that with LeBron Ray. You know, I don't think Softshore looks bad, Alan. You know, I think he looks like uh, a lot of true freshman linemen. He's got work to do, and especially a guy that didn't come in early. You know, that's where it shows up probably as much as anything. Um, but he's out there working with kind of that third group, you know, trying to get to where he wants to be. He and Braylon Ingram. I think they're going to be okay, you know, with that with that group. And I, I see a question about Antonio Alfano again. You know, if Byron Young continues on the – path he's on. DJ Dale, Justin Aboigby, you know, Softshire, Braylon Ingram get there in time. Christian Barmore, another young defensive lineman that has a lot of potential, just needs to kind of get it figured out. Um, they'll be okay with or without Antonio Alfano. I think they did well enough, especially in this last class with those five other guys, three of which have worked with the first team defense already, by the way. Uh, I think they're they're in pretty good shape. Thanks, Alan. What else do we have today? I got the roses taken care of, so I'm okay. Trip asking about Stefan Wynn. You know, he's he had the ankle foot deal himself back in the preseason, and so I think that's kind of been an issue he's been trying to work through as well. You get all these big guys, man, with these feet and these ankles. That's rough. It's rough on these 310, 320-pound dudes. Uh, but we see him out there. You know, I think he's, right now, he's more of a goal line, early down guy at nose tackle. Maybe if you want to really get big up front, you play him some at end. Um, and then you go from there. Well, Barmore, it's been talked about. I mean, Nick Saban pretty much laid it out there for you a couple weeks ago. You know, when you've got a line slant called to the left, everybody's got a slant left. Um, whether that's because, you know, you, you were trying to make a play or maybe it just didn't registering with you, uh, that you're not doing those things on a consistent basis, it's gonna, it's gonna limit your reps. But, uh, I mean, you see Barmore can make some plays. Yeah, Wendy, um, I haven't seen anything out of the ordinary with Henry Ruggs III, either last week or this week. Last week looked like he was still trying to get back from that hip pointer, um, but that's a tough guy. I, I, I would expect that uh, uh, he'll be he'll be okay to play this week. Ricky uh, saw something on Facebook about Talia being a better player than Tua. Hit the brakes on that a little bit. Maybe it'll play out that way. Talia is not as advanced early on as Tua was. I mean, how many guys are? Uh, but Talia has potential. I think I've said this since August. You know, of guys that have made noticeable changes physically from the end of spring to the start of fall camp, Talia would be a top two or three guy for me. You know, he's he's put in the work. You can tell. Um, question about more nickel or dime this week. We kind of touched on that earlier. I think you start out the game, you're going to see a lot of nickel. Now, you know, here's the deal. And here's 
where it's actually pretty beneficial to Alabama this year compared to last. This year, A&M doesn't have Travion Williams at running back. A&M doesn't have Jay Sternberger. Remember Alabama losing the tight end here in Tuscaloosa last year on the one touchdown pass that Sternberger caught? They don't have that kind of guy at tight end this year either. So that's the good news for Alabama with those young inside linebackers because you know you know, Jimbo would love to get in some formations where he can get tight ends on Christian Harris or he can get a back on Shane Lee or he can get Kellen Mond isolated in an empty formation. And he's probably still going to do that. Um, but if you're Alabama compared to a year ago, uh, with with this A and M offense, you don't have to account for as much at uh, at running back and tight end as you did a year ago. Wendy wants to see Slade Bolton sling it around a little bit. I you know I would think it's coming. I mean, he did it in high school. You saw him do it in the spring game. There's something in there with Slade Bolton throwing it. I think we all know that. All right, gang, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, you guys need to get in front of the uh, the old cable televisions and try to get our Braves back into this thing. I mean, that is brutal. I would, If I was there, I would be in the chop shop out in right field. Or maybe the, uh, what is it, El Felix, the Mexican restaurant out there in the battery. Yeah, I'd probably already be in there. A little queso, a little guac, a little ice-cold drink on a warm October afternoon in the ATL. Hey, as always, we appreciate you supporting us at BamaOnline.com. This, as always, uploads to the Built by Bama Online podcast. Have a great weekend. Uh, you know, be safe out there. If you're making the trip to College Station, certainly be safe. It's a long one, uh, but it's enjoyable. College Station, a fun town, man. It's kind of like the rest of the SEC towns. The rest of these SEC towns, like Tuscaloosa, they can't hide their money. There's so much money, you know. Uh, from the, the the conference and the growth of so many of these universities. Not that A&M needed a lot of help with enrollment, but uh, it's a fun trip. Enjoy it if you're making it. Uh, stay tuned to BamaOnline.com. If you haven't already, check out Charlie Potter's deep dive into uh, what's going on with Xavier McKinney. That's great stuff on the website right now. Charlie's got his practice report, I'm sure, up by now. Uh, you're going to hear from Nick Saban coming up in probably about an hour and 15 minutes or so, right around 6 o'clock following practice. So you got a lot of stuff coming at you at BamaOnline.com. Until Monday, have a great weekend. We'll do it again when Instant Analysis returns right here on the Facebook home of BamaOnline.com.